On this, this, the third Wednesday, I'm speaking about the eternal purposes of God. And, uh, and I told you the purpose of teaching this is that you may know, you may want more of what God has made available for you. There is more. Church, there is no defeat in the mind of God concerning you and, you and myself. Amen. Nothing. No defeat. It's not a, a church cliche. This is the reality. There is no defeat in the mind of God concerning you. Completely. Completely. You may have experienced struggles, but that's never the will of God. That's why you want us to, to receive revelation knowledge concerning his purposes. And, and like, well, like we read this scripture, I think we did last week, in Acts chapter 15, verse 18, the New King James Version says, Known to God from, from eternity are all his works. Known to God. Having said that, go please with me to Ephesians chapter, chapter 2, verse 10 from the, the Amplified Classic Version. And I'm going to connect that. We're going to follow tonight. Amen. 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 Known unto God are, uh, known to God from eternity are all his works. So I want you to see something here in uh, Ephesians chapter 2. Remember, we're talking about eternal, the eternal uh, purposes of God. So not to God from eternity are all his works. But look at this in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. It says, for we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. And what does that say? We are recreated in Christ Jesus. In other words, Adam was created, and when you find re, that's now the second time, if I can use that word. But recreated in Christ Jesus, we are born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand. Now, do you see something there? Which God predestined, planned beforehand, remember, known unto God, are known to God from eternity are all his works. You see the connection? Because I'm saying that on purpose. I want you to see that. Known to God uh, from eternity are all his works. So from eternity, remember there is no beginning, no end in eternity. So known to God uh, from eternity are all his works. And then we come in and we are recreated in Christ Jesus. We are born anew that the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 12, as many as receive Jesus Christ, we have been, we have what? We have been given the power, which actually is the right, like you are, your child's right to, to your inheritance. We have been given the right to become children of God. And he said, born not of blood, born not of the will of man, nor of the will of the flesh, but born of God. So actually, being born of God then, this means this, we are recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, so have known to God from all eternity are all his works, then we have been brought into the eternal realm of God that we may do what? That we may do those good works. That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. So we are recreated in Christ Jesus for good works. We are recreated 
in Christ Jesus for good works. We are not just born again for the sake of it. We are recreated in Christ Jesus for good works. And this good works, he predestined, planned beforehand. So you see, if the plan is already there, then yours and my responsibility, or not even, let me not call it responsibility, yours and my privilege, my privilege is to find the plan. You see that? Because he cannot, and I want you to make it so simple, because he couldn't have predestined for us and again hide it from us. He's not playing hidden seek. So he couldn't have predestined for us and hide it from us. Or we'll, we'll look at a certain scripture regarding that. So he's not, he's not hiding these plans from us. Can you think about this? I say this. If, if you, you, you play seed and hidden hidden seek with, with, with God, you'll never find him. So he couldn't have re, pre, predestined or planned beforehand and then hide these plans from us. First Corinthians, which you looked at, I'm kind of going back into the things that I've said, but First Corinthians chapter 2, of which you looked at, he says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him, but he has revealed them to us by the Holy Spirit. So he has revealed them to us. So go back to, to that. I want you to have, uh, welcome the Kyokos talking about the eternal purposes of God. But, but the, he has revealed them to us. Again, going back to, to Acts chapter, eight, chapter 15, verse 18, he says, Known to God from eternity are all his works. I want you to pay attention to that. Known to God from, for, from eternity are all his works. So remember, eternity has no beginning, no end. So he's known all his works from eternity. Why is that so? We looked at, uh, uh, we looked at uh, Isaiah 57. Just keep that scripture there. We looked at Isaiah 57 verse 15. Who says, for that says the high and loved one, one who inhabits eternity. We have an eternal God. He inhabits eternity. And through Christ Jesus, he has invited us into that realm of eternity, which I'll call it the realm of glory. It's the realm of his glory. It's the realm of eternity. Eternity in Christ is the realm of his glory. He's invited us there. Think about this again. He, he inhabits eternity, say this, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. Where does he live? He inhabits eternity, yet he has called you and I from the natural realm to enter into his presence that you may obtain mercy and grace to help us in time of need. And don't you know that people around us will be impacted by that mercy and grace of God? Because you are manifesting what? The works of God. Now, so known unto God are all his works. Again, I'm repeating, known to God from eternity are all his works. So then we have been brought in, we are recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined beforehand. 
He already made them beforehand for us. Our part now, our privilege is to find out his plan. And what am I saying again? He couldn't have hidden it from us. If we hid it, he hid it from us, we'll never find it. What eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him, but he has revealed them to us by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been given to us so that he may unveil the purposes of God and that as we see those purposes of God, us is to take those paths. There are paths. And I'm telling you, there's no single path of God that has poverty in it. There's no single path of God that has defeat in it. If we start thinking in that manner, listen to this, you will not be going into the presence of God with your problem in mind. You'll be going into the presence of God with his purposes in mind, and therefore you'll enter into his presence. It's not every time we say we're in God's presence, really we are. God is omnipresent, we know that. But when you're talking about the manifest presence of God, it has to do with the eternal purposes of God. You remember what I was telling you in, in, uh, in Numbers chapter, chapter 21 concerning the children of Israel. Remember what you talked about, the children of Israel. What did they say? Tell God. In other words, we pray, tell God to remove this next from us. This happens from us. That was not the plan. You understand? Evil is not going to be removed from the earth now. Evil is present. What they are talking about, that was evil actually coming and biting them, and they were dying. Evil is not going to be removing from the earth. But listen to this. The, the solution has been brought, and it is his crucifixion, his death, his burial, and resurrection. That is what we are supposed to be gazing upon. Evil is, be here, is, is all around. But when you look at that, we have that eternal life. What is eternal life? It's not just the length of life. It's the quality of life that defeats darkness. You see what I'm saying? That's very important for you to be able to see that. Then, so we take those paths. So remember talking about eternal purposes of God. What do you do? We take those paths which he prepared ahead of time. Come on. Can I draw something here? Yes. All right. I hope we'll be able to see. No beginning. All right. No beginning. This is not the beginning, okay? Sure. Sure. It continues, okay? Of course, this is a straight line, okay? No end. All right? This is what? This is eternity. All right? No beginning, no end. We see that. All right? Let's go into time. Time, we bring it to a lower realm, of a natural realm, so to speak, for illustration purpose. So this is time. Talk about when Adam was created and talking about when we have now the new heaven and a new earth, and there will be no existence of time because we would have brought into what? Eternity. Is that clear? Yes. We see that. Is that clear? Yes. Okay, now think about this. So he says this, taking paths which you have prepared ahead of what? 
time, so before time. Come on now. If time began here, which is ahead? <laughs> if I'm standing here, you're behind me, I'm ahead of you, okay? So this is what it means. Before, ahead of time, this was prepared before even the existence of time. So you are in the mind of God before time. All right? You are in the mind of God before time. So listen to this. Now the Holy Spirit has come to indwell you and I. He's, an etern- he's the eternal one. But remember, he's God. And he's come into a man, you and I, and to indwell in us so that he can unveil eternity to us. Jesus said this. He will take all that is mine and declare it to you. So that you may live the etern- you may live in the eternal purposes of God and not your life being dictated by time. Because time has its own limitations. I believe time is God's gift to man. For what purposes? Because God knew man would fall. So he gave man time for his redeeming. For his redemption, I mean. For his redemption. But there will be coming a time in the full redemption of man, our bodies are redeemed, there will be no longer time. Time will not exist. Why would be brought into eternity forever and ever? But the good news is this. If we were not eternal beings, the Holy Spirit could not have dwelt in us. So we are not going to receive eternity in the future. Eternal, the eternal one indwells us. To reveal to us the purpose of the high and lofty one, the eternal one. Listen, you have no limitation. Remember, the purpose of this is to provoke you. That whatever defeat you've experienced, whatever failure you've experienced, you say it's no more. There is more for you and I to experience in the purposes of God. Okay? Whew, praise God, I'm getting excited already. Now then. Let's go to Ecclesiastes again. Uh, did you finish that, by the way? Look, just wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. Hmm? We got that. We got that. All right? Ahead of time that we should walk in them. So the purposes of this is to know them and walk in them. And then living Ha, 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 ha. Look at that. Living the good life, which he prearranged before time still, and made ready for us to live. When you understand the eternal purposes of God, is equals to good life. And by the way, good life is not three Prados and five V8s, that, 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 that is a problem right there. It's, listen to this. It's knowing exactly what God 
has called you to do and doing it. Understanding right in there. This is what God has called me to do. I'm telling you, if you are, even if you are hidden in lockdown out there, but that's exactly what God has called you to do. And you are right there in lockdown. That's it. That's it. That's it. You're in a good life. <laughs> Phew. Praise God. Now then, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. We have it. The amplified version, the one we read last week, please. Did you see something about him? Can, can, he, can, can, he, can he do this, please? Uh, let's go to John, the King James Version, chapter 16, so that I can reemphasize something here about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. In uh, John 16, 16 from verse 13, uh, I need to see this. How be it? That's fine. We can read the, the King James. How be it when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Now pay attention to this. For he shall not speak of himself. The New King James Version says, he shall not speak of, of his own authority. He shall not speak of himself. In other words, by his own authority still. But Whatsoever he shall hear, he's God, remember? Where he's indwelling, he's indwelling, he's dwelling in these mortal bodies, in our spirit beings. And then, and then but whatsoever, whatsoever he shall hear from the eternal one, that he shall speak. To the mortal, to the, we have this treasure in these earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may not be of us, but of God. Praise God. So he, he, he comes and he speaks into this vessel right in here, in our hearts. Okay? And then he shall, whatever he shall hear, he shall speak. What is he speaking? Listen, he's speaking the eternal purposes of God. He's speaking to you about those paths which are made ahead of time. He's the revealer of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Remember, it's the kingdom. Jesus said this, the kingdom of God is within you. So what is he speaking? He's speaking kingdom business. He's not speaking now about our needs. He's speaking about kingdom business. Concerning your needs and my needs, he already settled that one in Matthew chapter 6. He says, look at the birds of the air. That's none of your business. or oh, you of little faith. If you're still thinking about your needs, you have no thought or a mindset of the kingdom. Kings. Don't think about their needs. They think about the affairs of the kingdom. And princes don't think about their needs. They think about the affairs of the kingdom because the kingdom provision is always guaranteed or else it will not be a kingdom. Look at even the, the African kingdoms. 
You talk about the Kabaka and all that. Those people are, who are wealthy to the standards of that, the tribe that they ruled. If others have had one cattle, one cow, then they had, <laughs> what do you call it? Thousands of cattle. Still wealth. Wealth. It's still wealth. You see what I'm talking about? So concerning yours and my need has already been taken care of. Let's start right there. Listen. Oh, I'm about to tell you something. If you know, if you, if you want to realize that you are walking in the purposes of God, your needs are no longer your concern. If you want to know you are walking in the purposes of God, your needs are no longer a concern. But as long as you are doing your, your will, you're walking in your own will, needs is a major concern. Because people work for food and for clothes. Look at the birds of the air. He says. Don't forget that. That's from God himself by his spirit speaking to you. Find out the purpose. The needs are in the purpose. It is actually, look at this, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things are added. The additionals they are not the main agenda. They are just additionals. Our primary pursuit is seek the kingdom. And when you started thinking about seeking the kingdom, you are talking about the eternal purposes of God. All right? Did you get that? So then he says this. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak... And he will show you things to come. <laughs> Let me say something regarding that. Eternity, this should be a straight line, yeah? All right? It's up here. So look at this. If you think about it, when you are living here, there is actually, uh, when you are living in the realm of time, that's when you talk of, Past, future, present. There's no past, future, present in eternity. Can I tell you something? Uh, look at John in the book of Revelation. He was looking at real things happening because he entered into the realm of eternity. Remember even he said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. It's, it's, it's already there. It's in existence, but we are refrained by time to perceive that. But that's why the Holy Spirit has come so that he may help us in the renewing of our minds. What actually we call prophecy is a glimpse of eternity. Because it's in existence now. 
What you call prophecy is a glimpse of eternity. It's prophecy in the realm of time. But it's not prophecy in the realm of eternity. Because eternity has no future, has no beginning, has no end. Eternity is now. So what we call prophecy is a glimpse into eternity. But we are seeing it from the realm of time. Oh, okay. All right. Let me, let me throw this, which I did last week. But let me bring it to your attention. The Lamb of God who was crucified before the foundation of the world. The eternal one was crucified before the foundation of the world. All the prophecies which were being spoken, they are coming from the realm of the spirit. Isaiah says it's so clear until the place that he'll be, bo he'll be born because he'll be born into time. He'll be confined into time for 33 years. Uh, 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 Micah is talking about the place that he'll be born. Uh, Isaiah is talking about the virgin that will give birth. He's talking about them. They're talking about the future. But he's been there. He's, this, he's the Lamb of God who was crucified before the foundation of the world. So what was happening was going to put on flesh and be confined to time. And he knew how to step into eternity. And that's what we call miracles. <laughs> he stepped into it. He knew how to step into it. Remember in the, in the new heaven, a new earth will walk on water. Just as it is. He showed at the example, when the, when the, when the doors are closed, he just entered in. He said, hey, Thomas. <laughs> he just entered in. The walls could not confine. So he's telling us, this is actually what will happen in the powers of the age to come. You'll not be limited by, by anything. But he's saying this. Then he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, he is come that he may dwell you in you, that he may remove every limitation of the flesh so that you can operate, listen, in the eternal purposes of God which know no time. You can as well pray in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> or listen to the message again. I didn't dream it up. I've been in the presence of God. And I've been meditating. He started bringing it to my attention last year. And, and he's kept now bringing it back because he, he spoke to me when I was praying and he told me about the, the, oh, let me, the powers of the age to come. Let me hold right there. Zzz, zzz, everyone, okay. Come on over here. <laughs> can enjoy enjoy what I do. I can tell I enjoy what I do. That's what purpose is. You know, the ones that do what they are not called to do, sis. Wapendo. Mungu atatonekania tu. They don't know the purpose. Anyway, let me not go there. But, but look at this. Uh, in 9th May, so I can remind you, maybe now you start getting more. You understand? 9th of May, uh, as I prayed in tongues from 4.30 a.m. to 5.30 a.m., I had these words. 9th May, 2021. The powers of the age to come. I never had anyone talk in that manner. 
I looked at Hebrews 6.5. I was conversant with the scriptures. Remember this. Always the word and the spirit must agree. That's the way to be led by the Holy Spirit. Everything I'm speaking to you is scriptural. I have tested the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. That's in Hebrews, a portion of it, Hebrews 6.5. Then I started hearing more. As we are coming to the end of this natural realm, the end of time. As we have known it, the supernatural, the powers of the age to come are invading the earth even more. What's that? Huh? I'm telling you. Oh. Do you remember when uh, Martha and the sister, of course, they said, Yo, you know, you ought to have come. My brother could not have died. You know, you remember, they reprimanded Jesus. <laughs> Jesus said, he will, uh, she, say, she said this, I know he will resurrect. During the resurrection day. You remember that? We know that will happen. There is that. <laughs> Jesus said this. I am the resurrection. What is he saying? The resurrection is not an event. The resurrection is the person. And I am the person. What was limiting Martha? Time. Jesus said, I am. I am. What is limiting many people from receiving their miracle? Time. Jesus wants to say, I am. What you say, I will be for you. Sometime in the future, I know God will just bless me. Wrong. He says, I am. I am. He's saying this, resurrection is not an event. Resurrection is the person. You remove the person, there will be no resurrection. You see what I'm saying? Resurrection is not an event. Resurrection is the person. And I'm that person. If you remove me from that, there will be no resurrection. So I All right, let me have some water, probably. <laughs> this is my water, Kevin. Did you take it? <laughs> no, just kidding. But look at this then. The end of time, as you have known it, the supernatural, the powers of the age to come are invading even more. So look, look at this then. And therefore, things that have been thought of being impossible to the natural mind shall be conceived by my people and they shall become natural to them. Yes, they are still supernatural, but to my people they will be natural. I'm telling you, when you see technology increasing, you should know it's time for the glory. It's time for the glory. The manifestation of the glory of God. When you see technology increasing and all those things happen, hey, rejoice. 
As a child of God, you say, now is my time to spend time with the presence of God and see exactly what God wants me to do. The unfolding of his plans. My people are entering more into the realm of my glory, the powers of the ages to come, that they are not limited by the natural realm, which is confined in time, or confined to time. I think that's better English, that's all. It's not, conf- it's not confined to time. The natural realm is confined to time. So I say, my people are not confined to that realm. They are entering into the powers of the age to come. Many will be amazed at how my people are able to do things that are impossible with men. But then they will be drawn into, my, into the kingdom by my power and my grace. Things that naturally will take a long time to manifest will now manifest quickly because of the divine acceleration. You're about to be thrust into our realm forever. But before then he says this, there's a dress rehearsal. Show. Speed, brother. (laughs) Speed. And for the wicked, judgment will come quickly and they will be gone. Why? The enemy knows also his time is short. The Bible says that. His time is short. Listen to this which I said I think the last two Wednesdays. The devil knows this. His time is short. Time is against him, but time is not against us. When time is elapsing from this natural realm, the, the closer we, we enter, the closer we are to our day of full redemption. But that is the doom of the devil. He knows he has got a thousand years he's about to be put into prison, chained by an angel. And then he'll be taken out and thrown into the lake of fire. He's in terror. You hear him Making all kind of noise, know that he's in fear. Tell them, no, devil, it's you who's late. I'm in the good time of God. You take that by faith. Therefore, stand in your place, listening to my spirit, and obeying the things that I will speak to you. Remember that? That John 16? The things that I will speak to you, you are living, listen to this, this, you are living in a glorious time that much of what I've done for you through my son shall be revealed. I've given you my spirit to teach you and help you walk in the realms of my glory. That, that John 16, 13, I have given you my spirit to teach you and help you to walk in the realms of my glory. You're looking at the end of time with an open face. Say something here. <coughs> Excuse me. Moses, Moses lived about how many years before Christ? About 2,000? Am I right? Anyway, some hundreds of years before Christ, okay? Moses was given the law. Remember 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter, chapter 3. He was given the law. When Moses got the law, he put a veil on his face. That the children of Israel may not see the end of what was passing. But Moses had already seen Christ. Remember, they were not born again. He couldn't reveal that glory to them. He could have killed them. He hid his face. 
Read 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Don't take just my word for, for, for it. Just read 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He says this. Oh, come on. Let's go. 2 Corinthians 3. <laughs> and when you reach at some point, you'll stop. And then we'll continue next week. Or because you're not living in that realm of time, we can continue until next week. Now. <laughs> All right, let's go Second Corinthians 3. Let me show you something here that I'm saying. A bit of reading, but I hope it will bring you some, some life. Okay, go a bit. For even when what was made glorious and no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels, which is the, the covenant we are in. Go ahead. For it was, if what is passing away was glorious, what remains much more is glorious, talking about when Moses came from the mountain. Okay? Go, go for it. Therefore, since you have said, go ahead, please. Okay. Stop. Behind there, please. The other verse. Therefore, since we have such hope as people of the new covenant, we use great boldness of speech. We've seen Christ. He's in us. He's been raised from the dead. Our hope is not in vain because he's been raised from the dead. Now look at this, what he says. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, the old covenant, the law was being fulfilled in Christ. The glory was passing away because of the glory that was coming in, the new covenant. Look at this. But their minds are blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. In the Old Covenant is Christ concealed. In the New Covenant is Christ revealed. We have boldness of speech because we are not looking deeply. Dimly, we know he's been raised from the dead. His resurrection is as sure as it is. We use boldness of speech. Look at this. But even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Go ahead. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Who's that Lord, by the way? Let's go there. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. The Lord is the Spirit, the revealer of the eternal purposes of God, the mysteries of God that he unveils so that we see the end. When you look at the book of Revelation, we have the end of the story. Amen. We know the destiny of the devil and we know our destiny in Christ. The children of Israel didn't know. We know. <laughs> all right? Is that it? But we all. <laughs> With unveiled face. Come on now. Why is that so? There's revelation coming in. There's revelation coming in, being brought by the Holy Spirit. So we have what? Unveiled face. Beholding us in a mirror. The glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Life becomes better as we walk with him. All right. So then, so I hope this will be able to make, you able to, to, to catch this. You are looking at the end of time with an open face. Not unveiled, not, not veiled, okay? 
without a veil. Moses veiled his face, but yours is not veiled. You are looking at the end of this natural realm into eternity, from glory to glory, into eternity, the powers of the age to come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. Oh my goodness, that's exciting right there. Am I speaking over your head or you're getting into your spirit? That's exciting, church. I'm telling you, you spend time in prayer. Let me, let me say this, how you can enjoy praying. When your knees are no longer at the forefront of your head. When you no longer think about needs, you think of purposes of God. You'll enjoy the presence of God. You'll enjoy prayer. To so many, prayer is a, 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 a toiling affair. It's not. It is, it can be when you're beginning to break off the flesh. But when you enter into a certain place, that's it. You can stay there for hours. And that's when you start seeing the end of things. And that's when he whispers, uh, concerning the house that you've been thinking about, I want to let you know that I already took care of that. He does that. Have you experienced that at the end? You're just, you're just, you're just in your business, you're, you're, you're in the presence of God, you're enjoying the presence of God. I say, now concerning, concerning your cousin son, so you've been thinking about, about him, but I am bringing him to, his, to my kingdom. So just thank me for that. I say, yeah, Lord, you love me, you care for me this much. It becomes a, ta- a, ta- a twelve when in an overnight prayer, your father, oh father, concerning, concerning my business, oh father, oh father, oh father. The whole night, that, that's, 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 that's work. Praise God. You still here? Are you full? Or you want a little bit more before we finish? Okay, all right. <laughs> so then, let's go back into my notes here. Has that bringing more light concerning the powers of the age to come? Yes. You know, you may not have full light, flat light, but you get more. You gain more understanding. And you start praying differently. Ah, okay, let's go back there. Go back to my notes. Uh, so then, So the Holy Spirit, I think we've seen that he'll take up and then he'll show us things to come. Now, so when we think of, about all this, let's go now to Ecclesiastes 3.10, the Amplified Version. <coughs> Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Gahade Bresha Dibakasade. The Amplified, the other Amplified, please. In 3.11, Ecclesiastes 3.11. Now look at this here. Talking about God, he has made everything beautiful and appropriate in his time. You see that? 
Have you had that in weddings? <laughs> Especially in the 90s. Nowadays, they, mixed, they are mixed up in their weddings. They're so mixed up. The songs even they, they play in their weddings. The vows. I went to a certain wedding. And the vows. And these are Christian, born again, spirit filled, the vows. So it's a lady that will decide. A honey pie. I will love you. You are the sweetest thing that I've ever met. These are vows. Serious? Anyone who's seen that? Anyone who's seen that? There's a vow. You, you, you've seen that? I thought that. They have no idea. They have no concept concerning covenant. Covenant is not honey pie. Covenant is a serious thing because God is a covenant God. Covenant, you take the words of the covenant and speak them and exchange them with each other. With this ring, I the word. You know, you, you, you talk. I mean, it's not the King Jemeth, you understand that? But, but it's wars of the kingdom. It's covenant. So don't fall into that trap. I've seen that. They do that nowadays. <laughs> I thought, okay, they're as mixed up as they can be. So the beautiful and appropriate in his time. He, also, he has also planted eternity. A sense of divine purpose. Where? In the human heart. That's a place just to ponder right there. He has planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart. This is what it is. And it's every being, human being, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. But thank God we found Christ. Oh, he found us. And he entered into the heart of man. He's the only one who satisfies the longing of a man. Yet, man cannot find out, comprehend, grasp. Who's that? A natural man. What God has done, his overall plan. Who's that? A natural man. We've seen that in, 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 uh, in uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. From the beginning to the end, who's that? A natural man. First Corinthians again 2, 9 and 11, 9, 11 say, uh, 9 and 10, it says, I has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him, but he has revealed them to us by the Holy Spirit. That's the most important person we've been given, the Holy Spirit. None of us can fulfill God's purposes without the Holy, with, without the Holy Spirit. None of us. None of us. Preaching, teaching, people think it's this. It's only preaching. It's the pastor who needs the anointing. Wrong. You need the anointing for that which God has called you. If it's God who has called you. If it's you who brought it up, you don't need an anointing. Or equals to what? Struggle. 
But if God has called you, he anoints you for that purpose. Because it cannot be fulfilled by natural means. It's divine. God could not say, in the old covenant, God could not use anything that had not been set apart. He sanctified it. Told even Aaron. Told Moses. Even a vessel in the temple, maybe like this, if it was something like this in the temple, it had to be set apart for God. Ask yourself, if he did that for vessels, how much more for his vessel that he places his spirit has to be sanctified, set apart. So you need an anointing for everything you do. You don't need an anointing if it's your thing you're doing. But if it's God who called you to do what you're doing, you need an anointing. And if you are doing your own thing, get out and start doing the thing that God called you. That's where your fulfillment is at. That's why people are ever changing jobs. Pastor, we are looking for greener pastors. Where did you tell, where did you find those greener pastors? <laughs> ever changing jobs. I didn't come to reprimand you, you understand? I'm provoking you. <laughs> ever changing jobs. Why is that so? They are looking for greener pastors. Where are they? They knew. How greener can greener be? <laughs> Except your spirit. <laughs> Where the spirit of God dwells. Becomes green. If it was a wilderness, it makes even a wilderness become what? A pool of water. Okay. Ah, are we done or not? Kind of, it's different. Tonight. Now let me, let me give you some things here. Then we finish probably. Let's go to Matthew 15. Did you see that scripture? Mark that scripture and mark that version. It's amplified. It's powerful, church. Let's go to Matthew 15, 21, 28. Then I'll wind up in a certain way. Then I'll tell you how to flow in all that. He said, Pastor, you'll still say the same thing? Yes, I'll still say the same thing. The word and praying tongues. <laughs> Pastor, you always say that, yes. The word and praying in tongues. You get all these things, they start coming out of you. You get that business, it starts coming out of you. You say that employment, it starts coming out of you. You start finding that husband or wife and just flowing out of you. You just know. <laughs> uh, uh, the Lord ministered to me, I was asking him some questions. In meditation and prayer, I was so tired. This past weekend. I wasn't feeling well last week. In fact, on Wednesday, I was feeling bad. <laughs> really bad. And then I scheduled appointments, or rather, Sheila scheduled appointments for me. <laughs> for, <laughs> for Thursday. I woke up early. I was so tired. I mean, I kind of flew up. And, oh, it just was not good at all. I woke up. I went in prayer. I went back to the bedroom. I sat in a, in a, in a bed, in the bedroom. I sat in a certain seat we have in the bedroom. I looked at Tina and I said, I don't know why I scheduled all these appointments today. 
I felt bad. Then I, I, I went to the office. I had my appointments. One was really a major one, and I could not postpone it. And I did. And then I left, and then I had another appointment here at 3 o'clock from the office <laughs> coming over here. And then I had those appointments, and then I went. I wasn't feeling good. Then Friday, I wasn't feeling good at all. And then we had leadership prayer meeting on Saturday morning at 6.30. Here, the church compound, the round table leaders. I told Martin, I was feeling so bad. In fact, on Friday, I was thinking, why did I schedule this, this? Can I tell them not to? Then I thought, what kind of a leader is this? Like watermelon. Who <laughs> <laughs> keep changing goalposts? I'm talking, I don't know why you are laughing, but watermelon, I'm talking about watermelon. I don't, I don't know why you are laughing. That's a pony. <laughs> so, so I came. I, I, I came. I knew, I was telling Marty, I knew if I was going to sleep and come just before that prayer, and I was leading, remember, all what could have been talking was my ex the body aching and all that. I knew I had to put the body in subjection. I woke up at 3 a.m. And I started praying and reading the scriptures. By, by 5.20, I was in the, in the shower. 6.25, there about, I was in the compound. We prayed until 8. <laughs> when I was done, I, 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 when I sat down before he came here, I had a revelation. Elder Francis should teach. On Sunday. <laughs> that was my revelation. And I tell you the truth, it was revelation. It occurred inside of me, yes, you need to stop being under that pressure of preparation and, and, and just rest this body. So I told him, we finished prayer, I told him tomorrow, your ministry. He told, he told me, yes, sir, I will. So he ministered us on Sunday. I sat there by faith. I did it as an offering, you remember that? When I reached in the afternoon on Sunday, I thought, fine, God. In fact, we are amazing. This was such a miraculous thing. I think at 1.30 I left the compound. That was supernatural for us. <laughs> really, we, by 1.30 we left the compound. That was supernatural. In fact, we had to call the, 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 the help. I say, please put that chicken in the oven if you haven't, because it's too early. She used to ask, getting 2.33. The house. So anyway, we got, we got there. On Monday, I chose just to rest. I made only one phone call to my sister who was inquiring something, and another on a few seconds in the office confirming something of a meeting we had with Pastor Carla that evening, and that was it. I rested, and I started hearing the Lord. I knew the symptoms that left me. I felt better when I was waking up yesterday morning on Tuesday, and today I feel much better, I'm telling you. I'm into the full road of recovery. Amen? But then, then I thought of this, while saying this a few minutes, then I thought of this, which I wrote it down, because the Lord impressed me so clearly. Say this, every, every single landmark, every landmark, how did I put it? Uh, let me say it. 
Okay, here yeah, is it. Every landmark decision in my life has been as a result of clearly, clearly hearing God and obeying. It came from the inside of me, and no man told me about it. It was by revelation. Men and women of God came to confirm what God had already spoken to me. Every bit of it, and I have a list of it, a list of them. That's, that's how much God, not because I'm a pastor, but that's how much God has put like that eternity in you. His purposes that they have to unfold. An anointed man coming to you as a pastor or another office is to speak to you and you start realizing, wow, there is that which is inside of me. It's unfolding and your eyes get open when you start seeking, you see more. I like the way you told me, uh, Brother Jeffrey, uh, what you told me that people don't realize when you're in a local church and the word of God is anointed, spoken by the Holy Spirit, in that, in that man or woman of God, they are, your work as a congregant is so easy. The pastor labors. You come prepared to hear the instructions of the Holy Spirit that you may do and prosper. Where there is no such men and women of God walking in revelation, you're always seeking. That's so why you tell, you hear people, always you are sick. It's not like you won't sick, you understand? It's not like you won't sick, but you tune yourself. In other words, you cannot be looking for F, 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 FM, what do you call that, this channel, Hope FM, and you are going to, to look for 101 something in AM. You just tune your radio. You catch the wave, you know what to do. You do, you have the results. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. That's it. But many people don't listen to their pastors. Unfortunately, they don't. Okay. I say, but my pastor is on television. It cannot be. <laughs> you can't be, not be pastored by television. It's deception. In 2020, we saw a lot of those people. And some of them never went back to their churches. This deception. There's an anointing you'll never find except in a gathering like this. It's different. Even a minister of the gospel will tell you that when they start teaching, there's an anointing that comes just in the gathering like this that they cannot have in their own time. It's a body. Let's finish with this. Sometimes I wish these things come out on Sunday. But you know how they come out more? You're hungry. You've left a lot of things. How many people gather on Sunday and you're here? Just all of you. How many fill the place on Sunday? Do you know why? Kenya is a Christian country. 80% are Christians. They go to church on Sundays. With no intention of hearing but gathering. Hope that will never be in victory faith. Pray for the glory of God to fill that hall house that whoever came just because they are Christian, they are convicted of their sins. They start seeking God diligently, not because they are Christians to come to church on Sunday. We don't want that. Let's finish with this. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and that is, remember, that's not uh, among the covenant people. Alright? It's out of, remember he was sent for 
the lost sheep of Israel, his first appearance. Then, and behold, a woman of Canaan, a Gentile, came from the region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, calls him the Messiah. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Uh, but he answered her not a word, and the disciples came and asked him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. Those sometimes could be ruthless. <laughs> and he said this. And he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Look at her response. Then she came and worshipped him. Lord, help me. That's a mission still. Attitude of faith. Because God, Jesus calls it faith. But he answered and said, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. There we could have lost so many. Got offended. Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that hour. Now look at this. Time could not confine that woman. Because, let's say, let's say, I'm giving an example, okay? Let's say that was 31 AD. Huh? I'm giving an example, okay? He was crucified in what? The 3 AD. Thereabout. Alright? Have we seen that? So let's say like here, maybe it's that one, or even that, just being anointed the Holy Ghost. So this woman, that daughter could not have waited for three, three years. Severely, that demon could have killed her. We agree? But this woman, so his first appearance, remember, it was for the lost sheep of Israel. He even told his disciples, go only to the lost sheep of Israel. But in his death and re re resurrection, the nations came in and we are here. So, tick-tack, tick-tack was not yet for a Gentile. But the woman persisted. And faith, because Jesus said, great is your faith. Faith overrides Faith overrides time. All right, did you get that? So this is time. All right? All right, that's time. Let's talk about this is about 2,000 years ago. And you and I gave our life to Christ like mine is 1996. Faith was able to take by believing, Romans 10, 9 and 10, believed that which was done about 2,000 and time and overrode time and I ex accepted that on 17th June 1996. Time could not stop me from receiving what was a fact 2,000 years ago. Yeah? 
Why are you waiting to get why are you waiting for time to dictate your 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 riches and wealth? Nikfika 52. Utajiri utakona nzunguka. Who told you that? Who told you that, Susan? They lied to you by telling you that. Faith overrides time. So if this, listen to this. So faith, it goes this way. Boom, 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 boom. Because it's not limited to time. Faith comes from the eternal realm. It's not in the natural realm. Because faith comes from the word. And forever, the word of God is settled in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo. Do you get something here tonight? Stand up on your feet, please. Let's just worship him and, and thank him. So say, Pastor, all that, what am I supposed to do? Ha-hangeda. Gloloste. Minginganglo. Hangaistiblo de kashta. That's the key. Unlock the mysteries. I don't know about you. Have a church. Amen. Come next week. There's more. There's more. Hallelujah. Let's just worship him and thank him and, and praise him for every revelation he granted to us tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ingila Roshte Bayanda. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. Gahende Brishtam and Engaya Dabaste de Kesha de Banda Yeda Damanda Staba. Ha 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 ha. I believe I have an instruction here. Miss Ruth, come over here and prophesy over this church. Brother Jeffrey, come over here. I want you to prophesy over this church. I kept sensing. Uh, Ezekiel 37. I kept seeing that, man. I believe I had some things over here. Go ahead and start. Just flow inside of you. Prophesy over this church. Prophesy over the children. Prophesy over the youths. Prophesy over men and women calling this church. Prophesy over 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 leadership and prophesy over the outreaches of this ministry. What the Lord will lead you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let me read the scripture even as I speak the, uh, the prayer. It's Ephesians 3 verse 16. It says in the TPT, and I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being yes, with, uh, 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 with his divine might and explosive power, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of thank your you, life. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you. We thank you for your desire to unveil the richness of your glory to this body. Therefore, tonight, in the name of Jesus, we declare revelation knowledge, revelation knowledge, the insight of the will of God, the understanding of the oracles of God, the knowing, and knowing that is unquestionable that I am in the plan of God. So we declare that this body understands 
What is their calling? What are the riches of their inheritance in the saints that they are not wandering in the name of Jesus? So we call for the revelation. The scripture clearly tells us that Jesus himself grew in wisdom and in knowledge. So we declare growth in this body, growth of the word of God, growth in their faith, growth in their service to God. And therefore we call out those are, are not yet known. Those who are still seeking, oh Lord, we declare that this that you have revealed to us tonight and unveiled to these ones that are here becomes a domino effect, even to the others to be able to hear and to understand what is the fullness of your glory. That we've told us clearly, time does not limit us. It is working for us. Therefore, we can call for our youth and we can call for our children and we can declare that there is no distance in the spirit and there is no age in the spirit because you've spoken to us about the age of, of time. So therefore, in the name of Jesus, we declare a marking of our children on our children and on, on our youth oh God that they are separated and they are consecrated and they are set aside to follow the purposes of God and therefore in the name of Jesus we declare your fullness your fullness, a desire in the hearts of this congregation, a desire to know the ways of God, a desire to seek the purposes of God, a knowing that is unquestionable within them, that because I am in the will of God, and the purposes of God are written in my heart, then I am not being detoured. Therefore, we declare that we are focused on the realities of the kingdom of God and we are not distracted by all that is happening. Politics does not distract us. Economies do not distract us. All that is around us is very thorough because our focus and our center is you, our God. So we call forth an attention, an attention. We declare this is an attentive church. It's attentive to the ways of God, to the purposes of God. It is attentive to the voice of the Spirit. And therefore, we declare it and we call it forth. Thank you, An attention to the ways of God. Thank you, Father. First John chapter 5 and verse 14 downward it says this is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to have before him that if we ask anything according to his will that is consistent with his plan and purpose he hears us and if we know for a fact, as indeed we do, that he hears and listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with a settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted to us the requests which we have asked from him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless thank you. you Father. 
We know, Lord, from tonight, our confidence and success in prayer will not be determined by our human effort, but by our availability to your spirit and yes. your word. Thank you, Father. Lord, we will not struggle with needs. Lord, we will flow in purpose. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that you are going to send your spirit to us. Send your spirit to this church. We prophesy a revival, a great prayer movement, an uprising of intercessors. Not many people praying for their needs, Lord, but many people facilitating your will to be done exactly on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare it upon everyone. Some of them, Lord, we know are here and some are not. But like the lepers by the gate, O oh God, who never heard the declaration of the prophet in Samaria, but they were caught up in the spirit of divine broadcast by the Holy Spirit, the prophetic word of their moment, and they entered into God's season of the supernatural and transformed and delivered Samaria, Lord. We pray, Father, for even those that are not here, that this hunger will be sent to them, that there will be a yearning and a hunger, Lord, for the word of God, and a thirst for the Holy Spirit, to seek you while you may be found. And Lord, that we will be confident, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we reach out, as we tap into eternity, and by faith bring it down into time, God, you will be glorified. Lord, you will draw men to Christ. Lord, you will cause an awakening in the lives of the young people, of the women, of the men of this church, and many other churches surrounding our God. Lord, this is not particular to this church. Lord, it's particular to your purpose on the face of the earth. In this city, in this country, in the nations of the other, oh God. Lord, we pray that you teach us wisdom to align ourselves in prayer, to align ourselves in word, to align ourselves with your spirit, and to flow with you, oh Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are broken tonight, and we ask you to take us and use us. We are available to you, Lord. We may not know very much about you oh father we say here we are master hold our hand lead us into your will that we will pray in your will that confidence may come that faith in your word may grow in the name of Jesus Lord we pray that you help us to pray the prayers you can hear not the prayers we pray because we are pushed by things and by issues and by needs, oh God. Uh, we will pray prayers you can hear. The prayers that are motivated by your will and your purpose and your spirit and your word. We thank you, Jehovah. We thank you, Jesus. We pray even for this prayer meeting, Lord that you will draw the people you have appointed on time for this task, oh God. We prophesy growth over this prayer meeting. We say, Lord, there will not be enough space to put in hungry people, people who came for prayer, people who came to align with you, oh Jehovah. We pray, God, 
Every time we meet, your spirit will flow. Your spirit will flow. We thank you for the man of God you have sent, oh God. And set him aside for this purpose, Jehovah. We pray that you give him more grace for our sake. The Lord, as he labors in your word, will be diligent to follow and do the word and see the results of your kingdom. We thank you, Father. We pray for this church. We pray, God, for all the members of this church, even the children that are in school, oh God. We pray, God, that you will teach them to connect with the anointing and flow with the anointing of the man of God that you have set aside for this purpose, oh God, and for this vision, oh God, that they will learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit through him, oh God, and take it seriously as your word and not his word and grow in faith and grow in the spirit oh God. We thank you Father and we bless you. Thank you Father. In Jesus. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Lift up your voice and thank him. Praise you Father. Hallelujah. Supplications with thanksgiving. Kande mareste bekenreda bandaste kayada. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, Father, thank you for every utterance. Thank you for every supplication. Thank you for every declaration. This is the confidence that we have in you, Father. If we ask anything according to your will, you hear us. And because you've heard us, then we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of you. Oh, Father, we are so thankful to you for your grace and your mercy that you have given to us in this meeting tonight.